Hola, hola. Welcome to the Bruja Broadcast. This is Dion. And Sasha. Join us today as we serve up some Brujeria Latina with a side of astrology and herbology bundled with some stories and sass. Hola, hola. Hola, hola. How, How are you? Doing? doing all right. Good. Fighting a little something off, but I'll be all right. There you go. I think everybody's been like, ah, it's the change of the season, you know? Yes. And this dumb time change, which I hate every year. Just get more angry. <laughs> yes, it's like, it's five o'clock, it's dark, what the heck? I know! Yeah, I read somewhere that it's like been, at least here where we're at, it's been like voted against, but it like needs to be approved on like on a federal level or something for them. I to feel like they've been saying that forever. Yeah, they're just like applicating, you know, hating yeah. us like, yeah. yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, makes sense. All right. So Brujaria this week. Brujain. 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 Yes. Our word. Our word. Um, so this week, okay, so actually since November started, I've been um really dedicated to um nano. That's not what is it? Nano is like National November Right of Novel Month. What? Yeah. It's a thing. It's been going on for like, I don't know, 15 years or some crap like that. Okay. <laughs> and it's like, so like a bunch of people worldwide try to write a novel with no, you know, thoughts of, I don't know, quality this... or something, anything. Um, awesome. Uh, they try to write a, a novel in a month. Okay. And so you just like pumping out, like trying to get to the, the goal of like 50,000 words uh-huh. in, by the end of the month. Right. Oh my gosh. And so I've been like participating this month and so it's like my focus is like <laughs> writing this and trying to write this novel by the end of the month and so a lot of my energy has been going to that and so the only thing that I've been doing for Bruhang is obviously my clients mm-hmm. and then I swear you know how it is right when you're like I'm gonna you know I'm gonna focus on one thing yeah and I'm only gonna work with my clients that book online uh-huh and then it's like ding and I'm like, I thought this website wasn't even like so active. Like the AC, I was like, I saw I had called the girl that does my my website. And I was like, hey, you got to update the SEO. And she's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, she was a traveling or something. Mm-hmm. When I get back after the holidays, I'll take a look at it. And she's not back from the holidays. And then as soon as like you talk about it, something happens. And uh-huh. then it's ding, ding, ding. And I'm like, yes, confirming your appointment. <laughs> <laughs> so the only thing I've done is a couple of reads. Um but I love it. I had this girl that I've read for her hmm, three or four times. Um and since the first time I read for her, I had told her this is what the cards are saying. And she was like, "Okay," but she like she didn't believe me. And then we we read a couple more times about the same thing because she's going through a transition. And then this week, like finally it came to to fruition closed Uh we got clarity and it was like what the card said since the first time very cool and i was like i don't know if you remember (laughs) (laughs) you remember what it said the first time and she's like i remember okay bye (laughs) that's awesome i know it was fun but it was still like this is what it said the first time (laughs) (laughs) i told you this already (laughs) yeah it was nice. fun. It was fun. No, and I'm really happy for her because it's something good for her. Oh, good. But still, yeah. But still, it was like, 
You guys can't see it because we're not on YouTube, but my face was like, <laughs> I told you. It was I told you so face. How about you? What was the brujain? Um, I was trying to think. I know I've been doing like regular stuff. I did help someone um, take, uh, they had, I helped her put someone in the freezer and then I had her safely remove them last night. Um, just a little bit of like, I was like, all you have to do is like safely remove her, set the intention, like that this spell is over, that you're happy with the work. And she was like, I just want to make sure that I like, I could take her out safe and nothing to hap- nothing's going to happen to her. And I was like, well, just remove it, set the intention you're doing it without destruction. And, you know, don't, don't light the photo on fire afterwards and you should be fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I stick people in the freezer and forget about them. I think she must have needed the space in her freezer or something. (laughs) The freezers keep on growing. It's like Miller, you know, some sort of, and then you're cleaning out your freezer and like, who's this person? Yeah, for sure. For sure. You forget about them. Uh Literally forget about them. They they go into like, like when you're like, when your hard drive, um, what is it? Not compared to them. What does it do? You know that it does something like a like your your computer it's not it does something and I believe things disappear that. and and things disappear <laughs> in your computer okay and then you never see it again yeah like that out of, sight, out of mind yeah computers do that freezers do that mm-hmm. to your life yeah it does that anyways yeah. <laughs> we're very anyways, techie over here we're very techie yes. awesomely techie <laughs> Well, let's get into it. We are in Scorpio season, so we figured, you know, nice and dark season. Yep. Let's get into the darkness of our souls. <laughs> Every Scorpio and, in my life is thriving right now. They're the happiest oh, sure. I've ever seen them. It's hilarious. Of course they are. My <laughs> my, my son is like <laughs> like we we were going through we were going through it like at the beginning. September was horrible. It was like the worst, and we were like, oh my god, what are we doing? Yeah, and now he's like mom i'm cool i'm like okay of course you are we're in scorpio season oh my god i love it yes so horrible but i'm happy he's happy anyway so we figured since we were in the dark season of the year Mm -hmm. not really like light season but like um we should go into shadow work yeah right Mm mm-hmm since we're all about to sit down with family probably for dinner yeah let's get into it yeah and um the first thing i want to mention about shadow work is that shadow work is not a one and done no no unfortunately very (laughs) complex and you hide yourself from yourself so well that it i mean there's always going to be work yeah and so shadow work is something that we have to do and then we have to update it's sort of like, I don't know, like car maintenance. You have to yeah. take it in every 3,000 miles or something. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's something that we, we kind of like, let's, you know, you just took the car out of the lot. We're reminding you, like, okay, you got the extended warranty. Bring it back in every 3,000 miles. This is what it consists of. And then when you're getting near it, don't forget to bring it back in. Okay. Right. So, yeah, this is, let's get into it. Okay. okay? You want to get in? What is um, shadow work? Yeah. 
So shadow work is going to be working with your unconscious mind to uncover the parts of yourself that you repress and hide. Um, and that's repress and hide, not just from others, but directly from yourself as well. It can include trauma or just parts of your personality that you consider uh, undesirable. Including weaknesses, desires. Um, I can't understand my handwriting. Now I have glasses now and I can't understand it. So that's just because <laughs> I write ugly in your shortcomings and your Hmm. I can't. Instincts, I think. Intense. Okay. I can't. I, there's something with an eye. I can't okay. understand my handwriting. There you mm -hmm. go. And it also is our attempts to um, adopt to adapt to cultural norms and expectations and the things that are not acceptable to society, but to and also to our own values and morals okay. that we consider aren't acceptable. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, all that nice stuff. And then um, this theory, I think we should mention, comes from Carl Jung. Yes. So Carl Jung is going to, he's the one that really popularized the idea of the shadow self or the inner shadow. Um, he posited that there were, uh, there was a collective unconsciousness inside of everyone. And then there are eight archetypes within that. And then with just within, and one of those archetypes is the shadow self. And within the shadow self, there's a whole separate set of archetypes as well. Right. So, and I, there's also the, um, the, the, like the anti-hero archetypes or like the shadow selves, which yeah, yeah, is yeah. what we're going to discuss. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, so I can just, I'm going to tell you what the collective unconsciousness types are, and mm -hmm. then we'll go into the archetypes of that shadow self after that. Sure. Okay. So we've got the self, which is going to be your center of your personality or your psyche, your conscious, like what you're aware of yourself. Your shadow is the dark and emotional aspects of your psyche. The anima is an image of an idealized woman that draws people into their feminine side. The animus is the part of you that has the capacity for reflection and self-knowledge. The persona is the mask you wear to show the world uh, while you protect your inner self. The hero is a part of your psyche that can overcome evil and destruction. The wise old man is a personification of the self that contains your wisdom. And the trickster is the childish part of your psyche that needs gratification. And so then within those of your shadow self, uh, that dark and emotional aspect, that's what we're going to be talking about a little bit more in depth and how that can play out um, in, your, in your everyday life. Perfect. Okay. And then um, I also wanted to mention before we get into that, we have the, one of the important things about the shadow self is that we recognize it often as like what we don't like in other people. Yes. And so that's one of the first things that I learned with, um, with like, uh, um, when I started like my, my, my journey. Mm-hmm with like the the teachers and where where i started my my journey like into witchcraft and so forth um they were like you know whatever you don't like in somebody else that's usually what you first need to explore in yourself yes because whatever triggers you whatever you don't like in somebody else that's usually just like a mirror mm -hmm. and that mirror and you know whatever like grates you wrong in somebody else that's usually what's like mm, ding 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 it's like the bell going like mm, what's going on you got to look at that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So 
it's that because it's like a projection right and so it's like whatever you don't like it's usually and then i was like no impossible <laughs> that's your first thing thing because you want to get it like far away yep. from everything you do not like okay mm -hmm. and so but when you look at it a little bit deeper it usually is you know something that it's like i don't like this because yeah. xy and it makes me feel bad because it does align with that shadow um archetype that right. you don't like okay and so like we mentioned he has 12 shadow he has 12 archetypes that he talks about mm -hmm. which we're not going to get into and which i find pretty interesting yeah um because they they can align with the astrological signs but we're not going to get into that because i didn't study it deep enough to go into it and i don't want to be like oh that sounds like the Sagittarius that sounds like not right. without like actually studying it I'm sure there are people that have like studied it deeply oh for sure um and so I don't want to mess it up so I'm not going to get into it but there are um I'm just going to read the list first and then we want to get into like a discussion since we wanted to make it more witchy and not so um psychology Clinical? because yeah. yeah psychology based because really when we look at you know shadow work um and we talk about Carl Jung, it's really psychology, right? Although like Freud is much more known, I guess, or popular. Mm -hmm. um, Carl Jung is much more mystical. Agree. And yeah, yeah. he's much more mystical. And like in the everyday world or like in the popular, you know, people world or, you know, that's why Freud is more known, but Carl Jung is more known i'd say in our world because he does have a lot more like even that word like animus you know that's like yeah in you know like ghost right yeah and so and the work like the shadow work which is the next section that we're going to talk about is something that i think every witch basically goes through and we're taught like okay this is something that you know after you've learned about like the wheel and the seasons and you know working with nature which is like the most essential mm -hmm. and then divination and finding how you're going to express yourself and so forth the next section i think is basically going into shadow work because yeah. you have to learn how to integrate that with yourself mm -hmm. and you have to find what and you can't have full control of your powers if yeah. you don't have full control of yourself and to have full control of yourself, you have to know yourself fully. And that includes your light and your dark. And that's, I think, you know, so that's why we go into that shadow work part. So we'll get into the shadow, how to work with the shadow in a second. Let's look at the different, um, I'm going to read the list first. And then we'll talk about different examples that Dion and I talked off camera mm -hmm. of ways that we see it just generalized in the right. witchy community. Okay. So the first shadow archetype would be the victim. The second one would be the martyr. The third would be the saboteur. The judge, the perfectionist, the liar, the addict, the outcast reject, and the envious one. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm sure that just reading the list, you might have like, even like, recoiled at some of the names right yes like you like ew, ew. and usually if you had like a visceral reaction to one of those names it might be ding ding the little something. bells going off right something you might need to work on yeah yeah and then now let's get
get into a little bit when remember we're not you know we're not psychotherapists i mean jones a high hypnotherapist so she might have a little bit more knowledge than <laughs> i do about this i am i'm blunt and like but yeah <laughs> and but well and to you soft, know. soften the blow a little bit i just want to say that like astrology like we all even if i don't like capricorn there's a capricorn placement in my chart somewhere so that that mm -hmm. is going to it shows up in my life and so like these archetypes even though you might not feel all of them um there's going to be a little it's a spectrum right like a there's going to be a little bit showing up on your chart it's just how it comes in and how it goes out is kind of what you need to be looking at when you're working right and the but there is what he says is that there's the main one and a secondary one right which are the ones that are like playing the most yes right definitely and those are the ones that and what most people tend to do is that they tend to like Ooh, I don't like them. Let me stuff them in a closet, close the door and say, Hey, we don't play in that room. <laughs> right. Yes. And then what, what we try to do with shadow work, which is the next thing that we'll talk about is say, Hey, this is what we have. Let's shine a light on it. Yeah. And then when we shine a light on it, obviously the shadows will be visible because like you need light to have a shadow actually instead of all just like a pitch black thing right? right and he you would and like i said he was more mystical so he would describe the shadow as having a shape mm -hmm. he would describe it as like having a shape of like a dragon or a snake or um like a spectrum right and so it was like but you can't see the shape if you're not looking for it right and so it's like he wants you to look at it, look for it and say, oh, there's my friend, the snake, or there's my friend, the dragon and not be, but not with the intention of like, oh, there's my dragon and it's coming, going to come out and eat you. And that's fine because it's my dragon. So screw you. Right. right. But rather like, okay, here's my dragon. I'm feeling it. Let me see what I can do to like keep the dragon on its leash. Right. And not like let it rampage and kill the whole village. Right. You know? And typically so. we think that we can like tame the dragon if we understand it better. So if we look at it and examine it, then we have better access to controlling it. Okay. So we wanted to, so the victim, what, when we think of the victim, what type of, um, we were talking about like people, people with I, like a series of unfortunate events or like, I, what'd you say? My, always... um, I said, I said the person that's always hexed and cursed. yes. And you said, oh, people are going to react to that. And I'm like, well, it's the person that's always hexed. Oh my God, I'm cursed. I'm hurt. Yeah. That, I think that's like the victim mentality. It's like, it, but it's always external, right? right? It's never them. Okay. The martyr. Uh, that's going to be someone who kind of comes in and doesn't let you do your own work, but instead is like, let me do this for you. I'll do this. And they, and then they also have the tendency to make you feel like they're putting themselves out to do this to help you but they're gonna do it anyways and blah, blah, blah. right yeah yeah and they're gonna you, you gave an example like they're the only person that has a car to be able to drive you yeah. to the mountain to go get the, <laughs> the the specific you know thorn that you need from this bush right on this mountain to get you know to do your your potion and so yeah um and you know it's so hard but you know they're gonna do it because you need it because obviously you, you're the victim and you've been hexed so they're gonna help you right <laughs> um the saboteur is more in, different than the victim because the victim is external the saboteur is more internal right so, like you're getting in your own way yeah 
So you're kind of messing your own self up or, um, and we talked a little bit about externally, what you could be doing is um, maybe almost like going after drama or continuing gossip chatter. Oh, right. Because it could be in your own way, like personally, or it could also be um, sabotaging like others, like in your, in your group or in your community. Yeah. Right. It was this the 1111 example. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. <laughs> Because today we're recording today, it's 11 11. And we were at the beginning, we were like, Oh, we love that, you know, so many people, Dion was saying she loves that how many people are like into numerology. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, even people that aren't like witchy, they're like super into numerology and like, you know, following things like, you know, today being like a, a portal and like a right. beginning day. And then when we talked about the saboteur, is like, Oh, you know, the whole like, um, like knowing that like somebody has like I don't know the store has like an activity but then they're like I need 11 people at 11 11 to do this manifestation and then it's at the same time like the, the store has something going on and then they right. pull from from that community you know stuff like that yeah the judge um was this the one that was like the high priestess yes who's like this is a, the right way and this is the wrong way which yeah yeah varies then, yeah varies and you know and, and lots of like um lots of p passive aggressive yes you know, yeah lots of passive aggressives uh at the end of like you know bless you <laughs> blessed bees yes. at the end <laughs> and then the perfectionist which is um the one that wants to do it so so perfectly that they end up not doing anything yes a little close to the saboteur in, in the personal aspect a little bit yeah but that they may end up like uh, pro procrastinating something for a year because you know the date went by it wasn't the perfect moon and now they have to wait until the next full moon and whatever yeah um, they didn't have then, exactly two grams of salt like and right on the full moon in virgo so they have to wait until the <laughs> yeah. next full moon in virgo and yeah. next year and so yeah and so and then they can't like and it has to be exactly you know when it's exact and so they're too perfectionist in that sense yes um the liar we had differences there because i talked about like the person that does it to make their soul their own life like more easy Mm -hmm. like you lie to like you know just like get out of things to make your life a little bit easier like you know oh i can't do this because of um you know whatever blah 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 but it's really because you're lazy and you don't want to do it right <laughs> and then and you said um i i think lying to yourself too is a big one mm -hmm. like let's it's the girl who is trying to get back with the abusive ex like you're lying to yourself you're not even trying to see anything bad so you're just trying to like for you this is the easy road um so and when, we, when we bring it to the witchy community then it would be um because there are um relationships where you know I, i've seen some relationships with like i don't want to oh <laughs> um <laughs> where there's definitely a disbalance of power yeah in with between a practitioner and um newbies okay or like for example they choose to join like a coven and the other person or they decide to align themselves with somebody as a teacher or as a 
or as a mate, but they're they're doing it because the other person um has more knowledge and mm-hmm. they're deciding to hide it in that person's value in their own eyes. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, um they might not necessarily actually have they may have that knowledge or they may be like the perfectionist or the the judge, right? They might be the judge. Um right. and they may have that knowledge. They may have those years of experience. But that doesn't give them more value as a human than right. you. Yeah, yeah. And then they're lying to themselves by saying that they do and that the way that they're being treated is fine because that person has more value because they have more knowledge, more capacity, they're more skilled as a magician or as a witch or, you know, a practitioner or a priestess or warlock or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And so that's one way of doing the lying, you know, to excuse somebody's bad behavior or controlling behavior. Mm-hmm. And then the lying I was talking about, which is probably, you know, the one I, I probably do myself is just like, ah, just to get out of shit because I'm too busy. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then I, you know, it's just like, ah, oh my God, I don't want to add more stuff to my plate. So it's just like, eh, yeah, I can't do that because I'm too busy. And then I'll just add more busyness than I do have to just actually have downtime, you know? So um, the next one is the addict. And this one we're going to get flack for. <laughs> yes. Well, Crystal we hoarders. Hoarding, yeah. <laughs> tarot, tarot addicts. Yep. So when we talked about addiction, I think lots of people, you know, when you think of addict, originally you think of you know a meth head or somebody that has an addiction that they can't um that is affecting their physical well-being right with the substance but when you take that a step further that can be you know sugar that can be food that can be an addiction to not taking care of yourself right then you take that to the next step that can be something that puts you at a detriment to um, I mean, even with the crystals, you know, those are, they're live, right? Right. And they're, you, you have too much energy coming in into your house and those are vibrational and they're giving lots of different vibrations into your house that are, are affecting your body in a certain mm-hmm. way. Even if it's positive vibrations, then you're good. You're looking for a high, right? you know, same thing with the shopping compulsions, the shopping compulsions, we know that shopping addiction is just uh, um, a high in, endor- is it endorphins or is it dopamine? I think it's dopamine hits, yeah. It's a, it's a dopamine hit, right? You're yeah. looking for an artificial high by purchasing this, right? So obviously in a witchy aspect, it's with the tools that we're trying to acquire versus somebody that might be purses or somebody that might be, you know, um, I don't know, watches or whatever, or Nikes, but in, in a witch community, it might be tools or it might be tarot or whatever, but it's still, it's still purchasing stuff. Right. And I was thinking, especially in our community, a good example is like someone who, uh, buys and wears all the protective, protective stuff. But like, are you calling in something now because you're surrounding yourself in so much? Well, I, I personally believe that when you're, when you yeah, when you put in too much energy into yeah. protection, you're you're asking to be protected. So, yeah, things are gonna start. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like a saboteur. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a saboteur. Um, and then and that's another thing we haven't finished here, but it's it's that primary and secondary, right? They play off each other. They yeah. play off each other. There's always a primary and there's a secondary. So they do play off each other. Um, the next one is the outcast reject, which I think is very strong in our community. Very. Um, the outcast reject is like, um, um, I've been expelled. I'm not normal. I'm different. And the, and this comes a lot into our community because we are the outcast of like, especially people that have a lot of religious trauma or like yeah. from conservative, um, regular society. And it's like they're embracing the um, etiqueta, the, the label of being an outcast. Mm -hmm. And they're embracing it really strongly because that's their identity now. Right? right. And then that it becomes part of their 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 shadow is like I'm the outcast and that makes me, you know, a bad bitch. And then I'm using it more as an aggression. Right. Than something that I'm using for good. Right. And it, yeah. Go ahead. And it definitely becomes a tool of isolation. Like you're isolating yourself more and more. And that's not super healthy. Right. Because it's like, oh, nobody can understand me because I'm an outcast. Right. Um, and then the last one is the envious one, mm -hmm. which I think um, happens a lot. And I think social media yeah. feeds into this one a lot. And then it can lead a lot to the addict and it can lead a lot to the perfectionist and to, into the secondaries one. Mm -hmm. Because the envious one is like you're seeing others doing so many things or buying so many things or having things. And you're like, oh, look at what they're doing. Look at what they have. Look at how they practice. Look at right. what, you know look at you know what's happening with them and then you feel like you're behind right or you feel like your practice isn't enough or you feel like in some way you're lacking and then you have to like speed up or you got to do something to make your practice better right and so that i think and so those are the archetypes of the shadow right so and um, so if any of these, and obviously we just give light examples, you can identify these um, shadow archetypes in your life in different ways. And it doesn't have to be in the witchy way. It can be in your regular life, right? And mm -hmm. lots of people can identify it like through work or through the relationships. You can identify it in different ways. We just wanted, since it is, you know, the Brujas broadcast, we wanted to tie it to a little yeah. bit to, to brujaing a little bit <laughs> and not so much psychologist, um, psychologist and um so now we want to talk about um, how to work with the shadow mm -hmm. and how to work with shadow work. And so um, I have um, that it's basically three steps, but I know Dion has more, but I'm just going to pop them out really quick and then you can yeah. deep dive, right? So it's basically um, three steps, right? The first one is you have to accept that it exists. Because if you're like, la, na, 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 na. Yeah. it's not there, I don't see it, then you're never going to, we're not going to progress very far if you don't accept its existence. So the oh. first thing is accepting its existence. And the second one is um, the hard one. And it's a, what I would say is actually the body or the 
you know, the actual shadow work, what we're going to dive into a little bit, um, which is being aware of the qualities and intentions of the shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, you know, paying attention to it, knowing what, what, what triggers it, what motivates it. And then this is where the body of shadow work comes into, which is what we'll talk about now in a minute, how you can actually do shadow work. Um, and then the third part is negotiations. Mm-hmm. So how you negotiate with your shadow self. When when can you come out to play? When am I going to walk you? <laughs> right. When am I not going to walk you? Okay. So those are like the three steps. And now let's backtrack to step number two, which is that, you know, being aware of its qualities and intentions. And I do want to quickly highlight that shadows don't have to be all negative right right because they do bring something positive like if you're a people pleaser you can realize that sometimes giving into other people if you're normally aggressive sometimes giving into other people can allow you to get to negotiations and to you know um, reach agreements with people right? right be conciliatory or if on the contrary if you're afraid of aggression and you hide that aggressive side of yourself and you're, then you can see that allowing that shadow to come out can allow you to sometimes stand up for yourself. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's finding what the qualities of that shadow is and how you can incorporate it into your life. What it can it bring to the table? Okay. And then let's get into what you have to say. All right. So, um, my, when I encourage people to do this, usually i mean people usually have a pretty like a a grasp on what they areas that they want to work on like self-confidence or whatever like i you know i get really nervous even when i'm talking to a cashier or whatever um so people mostly have a little bit of self-awareness on that but what i always challenge people to do and you hit this earlier um is look at the people who drive you insane like the people who are making you crazy and that's how i do like um, in like a shadow, what's that called? Like a book, shadow, book of shadows, shadow work, uh, journal. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like a shadow work journal is when like, they're like easiest people to pull from are going to be your family. The people who you were around mis- with most growing up, what drives you nuts about them writing that down? Okay. Do you see that in yourself? Where do you see that in yourself? Um, for me, I have a lot of anxiety around being late. And uh, and so like, it drives me a little crazy when other people are late and they don't tell me. So that's something that I'm very aware of with myself. Cause for a long time, I always felt like I was running behind. So like me and my, it just struggles with time. Uh, when I see that in other people, it like makes me extra crazy. But now since I know that about myself, it actually gets me asking them questions because I'm like, well, what what was going on? What was happening in their day? I personally have a child that throws a wrench in my timing plans all the time. Um, it allows you to be more empathetic and more understanding to the people who make you the craziest. And that is because that's something that you're struggling with internally and allowing them grace allows yourself grace, which is growth. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I definitely, now I know if I can't be late with you, I didn't know that. No, it's not. <laughs> it, but it drives, me, with you. it drives me crazy about myself. Like it drives me, if I'm like, if I think I'm going to be late, like I start sweating, I don't, 
like it's crazy and i'm like all I, all i need and all that other person needs is for me to be like hey running a little late because almost every time it's met with cool like <laughs> so it's just this weird build up in my own head that i've had forever forever for, like i remember this since high school like i remember it middle school even because i'm always so, late i'm always like 10 minutes late yeah but like i <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but we talk about it i don't know it's like i don't uh and I don't know if it comes with like a little bit of an abandonment issue where if I don't have that communication and that person's five minutes late, like I get worried. Like, I'm like, are they dead? Did you know, like, I don't, I don't know. It's Did they forget me. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Did they forget me? And so, and that allows me when I'm running behind or when I start noticing that I'm getting a little late to make sure I'm communicating with that person because it drives me nuts if that doesn't happen with me. But that was an old habit of mine to just constantly be five minutes late. And, and do like, you, do you reach out to the person? Like if the person is late and they don't reach out to you, do you reach out to them or, well, or are you too proud? No, no, I'll totally reach out. But I do think that this really comes from, um, we didn't have cell phones, you right. know, like there was no way sure, to tell to people. Yeah. yeah. So when like back in the day, if someone was like, I'll be at your house at 3 p.m. and they didn't show up and it's like 3.20, you're like, screwed. yeah, you don't like it doesn't it and it caused a panic with me like this person is never going to show up. Show up. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> I remember my I remember not being picked up and like um, like at the school, like at the a catholic nun school uh -huh. the nuns would have to take you back to like their ah! weekend. they would give you like crackers and cheese and <laughs> yeah yeah sorry yeah. they forgot you mija <laughs> yep. just like sit there until somebody shows up yeah 8 p.m or whatever so yeah. i feel like now we have easier access but that same childhood panic about it is still very much inside of me hmm. okay. yeah okay now I now I know. I swear to I but I, now I know. Because <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna. She knows I'm Latina. She knows I'm gonna be late. Boop. No, I just worry. <laughs> it just makes me worry about everyone more. <laughs> I'm like, she knows I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. She knows I'm running on Puerto Rican time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, 11 a.m. That's a that's a, you know that's 11:15 exactly <laughs> as it should be as it should be now i now i gotta hustle my butt next time no you do not do, i don't want anyone having undue anxiety because of my timing issues like that shouldn't be on anyone well, i mean it, 11 is 11 you know but okay now i know that's interesting so out of the ones we mentioned which one do you think is the the one that you identify with Ooh. um I definitely see myself in all of these. Uh, in all of them, yeah. Yeah. But I think probably self-sabotaging is, is pretty... Self-sabotaging and outcast are probably two of my really? bigger ones. Especially just like... Oh, like I was talking... We were talking before uh, uh, the show, like um, seeing myself as a black sheep with my other cousin in the family, that that's a big part of my internal narrative. Like, oh, I'm just not like them. And that's why, you know, this is happening. Like the outcast. Yeah. The outcast narrative. Okay. How about you? Um, so I do the, I think, okay. So I think for not here, but in Puerto Rico, definitely the envy was one. Okay. Um, because there's a lot of, um, 
envy like at um in society there there's a lot of like family um like who who your family is and backgrounds and stuff like that and so it was like damn i'm working so hard and you know just because they're so-and-so's kid they get you know yeah they get a leg up or whatever and so it's easy for them and it's like i'm doing like a whole lot more than they are the work. working really yeah. <laughs> a whole lot more than they are and working a whole lot and look at my results and then they're the ones getting like all the recognition or whatever right and so i think that that was something that that was really big back home mm-hmm. especially business wise right with my companies yeah um because it just felt like i could never get like ahead like I mean I could get I mean I have two businesses in Puerto Rico and I have employees and like we were doing good we are doing good work and the company still exists but like we we could I could never get recognition for the shit that I was doing Mm -hmm. versus like so and so from la 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 family you know that had just started a business three months ago and hadn't done shit and dad had given him a quarter million dollars to start a company yes you know and so i think envy was really big in that sense not here because here it doesn't it, it doesn't run the same way right and um so it, here here i think i, I here i think I, I recognize more like the liar like the because i don't and i think it might be because since back home i felt like i was hustling so bad mm-hmm. here i feel like i'm really lazy and then <laughs> so you're the think busiest that, freaking person I know. So that's what I get a lot. People <laughs> say to me like, oh, you hustle. You work so hard. You're one of the hardest people I that works. And I feel like I'm really not hustling. But it might be because I hustled so hard back home. Interesting. So I feel like it's a lie. I see you as a total hustler. I all I like I always wonder, like, is she are you getting enough time to self-care? And then you tell me you read 10 books and I'm like, okay, she's figuring it out somewhere. Because <laughs> because I, like I said, I feel like it's like I'm lying. Like I'm I feel like I'm totally Mikiando is a word in, in in Puerto Rican Spanish, which is like coasting. Really? Yeah. I mean, I would just take a look at your Google calendar, ma'am. I don't <laughs> <laughs> You should have seen what it used to be. Oh, really? Wow, that's yeah. intense. Yeah. Hmm. So then, so I feel like, so I think it's like, and then, so I feel like it's the lying because I feel like I'm projecting something I'm not. So how are you working against that? I don't know yet. I have, I need to work. I need to do some of this. Okay, let's talk okay. about the steps that we need to do. Because <laughs> I'm not, because that's what we're going to do, right? We're going to start doing some shadow work. Yeah. So what are the recommendations for shadow work besides what you mentioned there's surprise surprise journaling <laughs> yep oh don't we love some journaling so number one is journaling and you uh, and start with what you already think is going on and then get into what you see in other people that drives you crazy and then you that's where you kind of start the whole idea of shining the light so you're mm-hmm. like okay this this drives me absolutely insane about this person. Um, I oh man, in our community, I've had people come up to me to talk about other people like this person just drives me insane. And I'm like, immediately, I'm like, you guys are exactly you are the same. You are the (laughs) same person. Like, it's very funny how it works. But um, it's the mirror. Yeah, yeah. So starting so that's just a good way to identify like kind of the biggest issues for you. And then journaling allows that to unfold a little bit more. 
Right. So the journaling is number one. Mm-hmm. Meditations number two. And if you can meditate on what you've journaled, it's even better. Right. Or if you need to meditate before journaling. Also good idea. Mm-hmm. Or both. Because yeah. you can you can do a guided meditation prior to writing. Write. Leave it. Nothing better than leaving it. Return to it a couple days later. Yeah. And then meditate on what you've written. And that's a really good way to let, let it sink in, you know? And then the another way that um that actually um Carl Jung would recommend was to talk to your shadow. Oh yeah. He would mention like, you know, once you've identified it and like seen it, like you've seen you've seen it like a like um like a shadow, like a snake, like a dragon, whatever, to like draw it out or to actually look at it or to um sculpt it or to draw physically draw it and like paste it like in, in front of you and to like talk to it. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a sculpture, like a little sculpture or, you know, the drawing or whatever, and to talk to it and to talk to it like you want to like, right, like, as if it were an other and to like talk to it like, oh, hey, you're, you're, you're doing this, you're doing this and, and like actually talk to it, which is part of that third step that I mentioned, which is that negotiation, mm-hmm. because if it's harming you, then you do need to negotiate terms. Right. And so that's those are the basic you know steps meditation journaling and um self-talk right yeah and self-talk can also be you'll hear it um in the if you start studying this is integration Mm. uh, which is where you understand like like my timing example like i understand a little bit more about where it comes from um so when i am panicking about it like i I make sure that I'm allowing, like, I'm seeing all of that, like, okay, this is coming from being left behind or feeling like I, and it comes from being afraid for the other person because I am just an anxious person and I don't want anyone to be hurt. So like, it's just a a further examination that allows you to give more grace, like I said, to other people and to yourself. Right. And I think that that's the whole goal of doing the shadow work. Right. is to be able to take the um, shadow archetype mm-hmm. and to integrate it yeah. so that, because you're never going to get rid of it. It's like we mentioned at the beginning, right? You have to do like the, the maintenance, right? So it's the shadow maintenance. Right. And you want to have it like there so that your car works, which is you, your shadow self works before it breaks down. Because if it's not, it's going to break down. It's going to take over and it's, you're going to form a good mess. Right. So. Yes. Then you have a lot of apologizing to do. <laughs> no, and like if you if you let it get to the point where you don't work with it, then you're going to be subject to it flying, you know, to it to reacting to triggers. Yeah. And then you're not in control. Yeah. And so some of the effects of ignoring your shadow, I've got that here too. Mm-hmm. It's gonna it's- be self-loathing and poor self-esteem. Um, self so deceiving yourself deceiving others anxiety and depression come out offensive behavior towards others Uh, you'll struggle in your health like you'll struggle to have healthy relationships because your shadow side is controlling you to the point where you can't get out of your unhealthy habits and then just self-sabotage in general all fun stuff yeah not yeah and then you're you constantly in a cycle of like the same results 
Yeah. And the idea is just understanding more about your own patterns helps you change the ones that you don't like. And if you uh, allow yourself that understanding and you can create language around it too, you can also help yourself like with your partner and let your partner know like, hey, when you do this, this happens to me every single time. And you can help yourself escape those unhealthy cycles that way. Muy bien. See? Got it? Yeah. Yep. All right. I think we covered it. Yeah. Everyone's ready for Thanksgiving then? <laughs> You're going to need some shadow work tools. Yeah. You ready for astrology? I'm so ready for astrology. I'm afraid. I'm ready. It's going to be interesting. Yes. Okay. We're doing November 12th through the 25th, right? Yep. Okay. So we start the 12th with the with okay so we have a a new moon coming in on the 13th so we're we're feeling it since the 12th okay mm -hmm. it's going to be new moon in scorpio um the new moon in scorpio is going to be so scorpio you know they're living their best life we mentioned it mm -hmm. <laughs> already um they like to dig deep and they like to unveil things and they like to like you know get to the bottom of things and they like to cause a little bit of drama but say it wasn't them uh -huh. um and then since the 13th we also have the sun in opposition to to uranus um that's going to be a desire to break free and look at your structures um and see where there can be change okay. which is in isn't a natural tendency for scorpio because scorpio likes to keep things the same way right yeah. they're they're a fixed sign they don't like things to change so that's a little bit in opposition to them as well. So there might be a feeling of scattered energy, of nervous energy, of like, wait, something's wrong. Something's like not right with that new moon. And there okay. might be that feeling of like, mm, like something's going to happen, like a ripple effect, right? Like then so people might be feeling a little anxious, a little, and it's not, it's not an impending doom kind of feeling. It's a sort of nervous energy in your body feeling. Okay. Okay. Uh -huh. that, that type of, that type of anxiety kind of thing. Um, the, then on the 15th, we have Mercury is going to be sextiling Venus, which is a nice, fun, loving day. You'll be charming, you know, sociable. It's a good day for business. It's a good day for kissing, you know. Is that a freak day? It's not a freak day, but it's a good day to get it on, but it's not freak. It's just, okay. you know, charming. Just nicely. Nicely. Cute. Okay. Then it's more friendly than, yeah. Then the 17th, we have the sun trining Neptune and we have Mars trining Neptune. Okay. So the sun trining Neptune just brings a lot. This is a tender day for sex. Okay. Oh. And it's an empathetic day. It's sensitive. There's going to be a lot of like, it's a good day for music, for thing, feeling empathetic, great day to go to the museum, that kind of thing. Then Mars going to Neptune and Mars trining Neptune, um, it allows you to like find people that, you know, killing them with kindness kind of thing. So like you looking for different ways to very Gandhi, you know, like I'm going to do a hunger strike versus like a fight for like with arms kind of thing. It's um, it's looking for ways that are a little bit more pacific, um, pacifist than anger. Okay. You know, it's, it's looking for different ways to get your point across and, and, but still get results. Okay. Then, um, 
Saturday, obviously, we saw that the sun and Mars were both trining Neptune. So we do know that we have some conjunction to Mars, um, which gives you a burst of energy. It gives you, um, but the sun and the Mars together, it, you know, it's a lot of fire, <laughs> right? And so that can bring in a little bit of impatience. It can bring in a little bit of irritation or it can bring in, you know, explosions. So you got to be careful on you know motorcycles cars you know what day is it saturday the 18th okay um so just you know anything like that can go bang you just got to be careful with it right firearms cars motorcycles that kind of thing um not a good day to be meeting up with people that are phonies so people that are crossing your path that you feel are they're gonna get annihilated you're gonna be like you an asshole by you know okay. because it's the sun and mars and you're just like gonna be very short very quick and just be like you know okay um a little impatient because you know yeah then on the 19th the sun is gonna be sextiling pluto um there's gonna be a desire to succeed a need to to have things done your way. So a little bit of OCD because that's Pluto, that's Scorpio energy, right? It's there. Mm-hmm. And that um, need to, for things to be done exactly the way you think they should be done. Increased interest in the um, occult and also um, things may seem, like, this is a good day for like vampires and stuff. Like, everything like oh, the occult and sexy and dark is going to be interesting, you know? Cool. Um, the 20th Mercury trines Chiron. Good day for therapy, talking about your hurt, that kind of thing. Tuesday, the 21st, Mars sextiles Pluto. Um, brings drive, determination, good for sports, good for sex, but like hard, you know. Um, that's what we got for the 21st. Okay. <laughs> the 22nd, um, Sagittarius enters the house. Mm-hmm. Sun changes signs into Sagittarius. So the feeling becomes a little more restless. We become a little bit more like, oh, yeah, I want to travel and I want to see the world and I want to have more of a seeker knowledge and so forth, right? Mm -hmm. Venus is also in opposition to Chiron that day. So a little bit more like my wounds are coming up in regards to my self-worth. Okay. Okay? Then the 23rd. The 23rd Uh-oh. is Thursday, the 23rd, Uh-oh. the fourth Thursday of November okay. in the United States, commonly used for gathering around with family and eating turkey. Um, and then this day we have a sun square Saturn. The sun square Saturn. Squares are just normally not a good transit. Okay. Um, the sun and Saturn, you guys know, is like, you know disciplinarian strict so forth and then the sun is you so it's like makes everything about you oh god so the sun square saturn you're gonna feel weighed down by responsibilities it's gonna be a challenging transit you might feel overly critical you might feel like um like a lot of responsibilities are on your plate it's a good day to not procrastinate anything you procrastinate is gonna feel like doubly the effort Oh, okay. So just make sure then there might be a touch of depression regarding this transit. So it's a day that's pretty heavy on those feelings of like 
feeling like you're in charge, that you're responsible, that you have to get things done, that, you know, everything's like on your plate. Okay. Fun. No. <laughs> everything's <laughs> on your plate and it's not just the turkey. Okay. Uh. Then on Friday, Mars goes into Sag. So it meets up with the sun. And then so you're feeling a little bit more motivated mm -hmm. because Mars goes into Sag and it feels just like him. But also the tongue gets a little quicker. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, because Mars goes into Sag and it just becomes a little faster. Okay. Then since Mars and, and the sun have been playing since the, the, since the Saturday before, right? They've been training uh -huh. and catching up and playing. Then on the 25th, they meet again, and it's going to be Mars is going to be squaring Saturn, right? Remember that the sun squared Saturn on on Thanksgiving. So then the 25th, Mars squares Saturn. And we're going to be feeling that for like a week, okay? And this is a push and pull because Mars is fire, and Saturn is currently in Pisces, which is water, Ugh. okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so then Mars is not Mars is in in Saturn in Sagittarius, which is fire. So oh. it's like, right. So it's, it's like, mm, you're going to be feeling restless. and like, I need to be able to do this. Like you're putting on like the brakes and like trying to go and come back. And it's like, you're too slow to be able to proceed. Right. And it's just like the sad, the Saturn is trying to keep me down and won't let me go. And that's what Saturn is. You know, that's what Mars is saying. It's like, this Saturn dude wants to keep me tied down and doesn't let me be free. Uh -huh. And Saturn is like, you know, I'm a Pisces end of the astrological wheel. So I can see everything. And I know that you're an idiot and just don't know where you're going. <laughs> and, you know, and they're trying to put a damper on them. And they're like, and you have no responsibility and don't know, like, you know, and there's just like this fight going on between them. So a lot of frustration. Um, and then, so honestly, the best thing you can do on this date and, and Mars is going to be wanting to do things. They just got into Sagittarius, right? They had, they're bursting with ideas. They're wanting to do new projects, but the astrological aspects here really is to buckle down and just continue with what you have and not to start new projects here. Okay. They don't like that, but that's what's best. Okay. But it might seem like, uh, I don't want to listen to this dude, especially if it's coming from like older family members or it feels like a criticism. Mm -hmm. They might be like resisting or fighting against that. Okay. And okay. so, and it is over that weekend, family weekend. So it might actually literally come from the mouth of an older family member yeah. as criticism. And so it's going to be like, I'm going to show you. And then they go out and they don't show them. And then, you know. So everyone makes... take a breath and just try to get through it. Yeah. This is what... Dang. Yeah, that Thursday through Saturday of Thanksgiving is just like not fun. So cool. So great. Yay. Yeah. Super light. No. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, it'll be great. Do a little shadow work. You'll be able to have better control of yourself for the explosions. Maybe, right. And maybe you have like St. John words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably that too. Uh, so I'm going to talk a little bit about star anise. So traditionally in Mexico, it's used as a digestive aid. Um, <laughs> so the food doesn't end up upsetting your stomach while uh -huh. you have all these conversations. Exactly. Yes. 
Uh, the gender is going to be masculine. It is associated with the planet Jupiter and the element of air. The uh, magical powers that come with it is going to be psychic powers and luck. The seeds are burned as incense to increase psychic powers and are also worn for beads as the same purpose. Star anise is placed on the altar to give it power. Uh, one can be placed in each corner of the four directions and it's also carried as a general luck bringer and the seeds make and excellent pendulums as well. Uh, but that's good for like a bolsa to carry around. That's a, and it's a good smell too, to just kind of- I love them. Yeah. They're so beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, and the fragrance, that potency, it helps to clear space too. So definitely good for an incense. Nice. And then, yeah. And you the got question? the question? <laughs> I mean, did you make sense of it? Um, so I wrote down how, uh, how to recognize and decipher synchronicities. Is that kind of, it was like the difference between synchronicities, coincidence and signs. Yeah. Like we were talking to the person and it kind of went on and on into rambling. Got a little, uh, existential, a little bit philosophical. Yeah. A little big. <laughs> so a little uh, Aquarius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So question-wise, what do you think when you're seeing, like, I don't know, when the universe sends you signs, what do you, how do you I go with my gut instinct. Okay. I go with my gut instinct. So, Same. like, I, there are times when I see, like, a feather on, okay, so you know, like, in the chats, like, in the, in the social media chats, like, Facebook or whatever, in the witch groups, and they're like, I saw a gray feather, is this a sign? You know? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, if you have to ask, then no. Right. You know, mm -hmm. you know, if it's a sign. And you know, because it, it, yes, it's personal Gnostics, but that's, I think, I think that's where it comes from. Right. And I, I don't think everything's a sign. I don't think you're getting a sign every single day. Um, I think that there's two different types. I think that there's no, maybe three. Um, I think there's a sign when you've asked for a sign, mm -hmm. like when you were like, okay, I'm doing this working while I'm working with this, you know, um, goddess or, or spiritual being or, you know, and I asked them for some sort of confirmation or sign or something. And then there, this is a communication tool, right? Right. I've asked them for something. So obviously there's going to be a in within you know not like i asked them now and then a year later suddenly i got a sign right but like in a relatively short span there's going to be something and it's going to be very not limited but very like very related to them specific yeah, yeah. very specific like you know if i'm working with medusa i'm gonna see like a skin shed, shed you know right a, a shedding of a skin of yeah, a yeah. snake you know it's going to be something very very like oh, okay this was you know this was her you know mm -hmm. and it's going to be like the next day two days later like very time sensitive you know um so like it's communication mm -hmm. number two a sign that comes when there isn't any communication with the being or anything like that but like 
the one that like like I said like you see them in the forums and people are asking like I I just sound you know I found this gray feather is it a sign or not but that you suddenly feel like oh wait this this was a sign for me right you know um and normally those for me are because you know you you can find rocks and you can find leaves and you can find feathers every single day if you're looking yeah. you know and it's just something i i literally feel like you feel spirit talking to you mm-hmm. like you just like oh pay attention look right it's something like because it it it's it's something that made you look it's something and then you look at it and something tells you right that connection is made the connection is made and you hear it yeah that's a sign from that's a sign that says this oh that means this or take that and put it on your altar you know right there's there's something that you get that message you hear it you know yeah it's not like oh that was so cute let me think about it oh let me let me pick it up oh yeah oh i have five points maybe i should you know five points it looks like the five elements of spirit you know yeah maybe i should take this to my altar let me think about it you know no, like you look at it and boom, you know, oh, it has five edges of the, the altar, you know, it's just like, bah, it just yeah. like, it, I need it's, that thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's there. It's just like, you know, mm-hmm. like the, I think what happened the other day, the other day I was leaving the psychic fair mm-hmm. that I was reading at the, at the first Friday psychic fair. Oh, nice. And I stepped outside and I felt underneath my foot, like, um, something round. Mm-hmm. And I was, oh, this is the first acorn of the of the season. I felt it. I didn't even see it. I felt it. Mm-hmm. And then I lifted my foot and it was there. I'm like, first alt- you know, first uh, acorn of the season. I'm going to put it on my altar, you know, for the, would you, you put it all the way through Ostara, you know, the, mm-hmm. and, like the tradition. And I just like, I felt it underneath my foot, like automatically. How cool. It's like. I just felt it, you know. I didn't even see it. I was, it was nighttime. It was like 8:30 p.m. I couldn't even see shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> How dark it is. I just stepped on it and I felt it. I'm like, it's there. And I picked it up and I took it home and it was the first, you know. That's so cool. Yeah. And so it's like when I get out of my car and the the crows are talking, you know? Mm-hmm. I talk back to them. And I'm like, "Okay, I promise I'm going to give you this." And whatever blah, blah blah and I talk to them. Yeah. The other day I was talking to, to one of them and another girl came out, um, and from the, from the clinic and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm talking to that crow. He, he lives near my house. Yeah. And she looked at me like, okay. Uh-huh. And, and, then, <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, and I promised when I went in, I told him I was late, but when I came out that I was going to give him some, I was going to find some food in my car. So let me look for some nuts or something in my car. And she just kept looking at me and then I started scavenging in my car and I found some, and I was like, I couldn't find any nuts, but I found like a wafer and I'm like, okay, let me break this up. And we're... and she just stood there because she was just like, wait, I got to see this lady. Hilarious. <laughs> and then I, you know, I found it and I broke up the wafer and then I threw it, but like far away. And I was like, and he, I'm like, he's not, he's a little, you know, testy. He doesn't like to come too close. So I put it in and I broke it up and I like, you know, far from me and I put it over there and I broke it up and then she just kept like, waiting <laughs> and the dude came down and he ate it and she's like he came and i'm like of course he did <laughs> i yeah. promised him you know 
and then you know and she's like and how do you know like that that's that one and i'm like oh crows can fly like miles they fly miles and that dude he goes all the time and like he he only likes fresh water like if i forget to change my water in my in the in the water in my house he gets mad and he'll turn it upside down and she's like are you sure it's the same one and i'm like mm-hmm mm-hmm and she's like, she was just looking at me like between like awe and crazy lady. Yeah, I like <laughs> she that. was like undecided. She was like undecided. She's That's like, a fine line to ride. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I ride that line. Yeah. I, I do ride that line in my daily life. Yes. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. But it was fine. He ate the, the wafer. He was happy. You know, I don't know. Nice. I, I, he, I, he probably would have liked something else better, but that's what I had. Yeah. So. The deal was so still made. Yeah. The deal was made. I, 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 I met it. So the second one is that, like, you know, like yeah. you just see it, you know, so you don't have to go and ask somebody, is it a sign? You just know. So the first you ask for it and you get a confirmation in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. The second, you just see it, you know, and the third, which is the one you mentioned, which is that repetitious one, mm -hmm. which is more of a, Hey, yo, pay attention. Yeah. And then and, I don't know if you want to expand on it. Yeah. So that, so when I see people who, um, are writing online, like I keep seeing 222 and 333, like all the time, every day or 1111 or whatever. Um, what does it mean? I believe that what it can mean is that you are not paying attention to whatever the actual, like you're so in your own world that you're not seeing what the universe is giving to you. And so that is a way for them to be like, Hey, wake up and start looking at what we put in front of you because you're not doing anything with it. And we gave you this chance. So for me, when that repetition will not stop, that's a really good time to do a meditation or journaling and, and try to figure out what it is that you're not seeing, because typically that kind of is linked together. I think that goes for not just like numbers, but also okay. and numbers and also like symbols. Yeah, absolutely. So even things that you're like dreaming about repetitiously. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like something you can't get rid of. You're not, you're, you need to look further into that and see a little bit more. Yeah. 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 Got it. Cool. Yeah. Well, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Yep. So we'll be back uh, in a couple weeks and hopefully not too wounded from uh, all of the family. Activities. I think we're, I think we're coming back um, that Mars versus Saturn square. Yeah. 26. I think so. The 25th. Let me check. Hang on. Yeah. The 25th. Ooh. <gasps> We'll get all the tea. We'll get all the tea. So much tea. Oh my God. I'm so ready. Okay. All right. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode the week after next. But in the meantime, you can email us at thebrewhousebroadcast at gmail.com. For me, Dion, you can find my artwork at lasprimasmaritas.com. Or for booking healing work, I'm at unusualhealing.com. Or sdlunacy on Instagram. Great. And for me, Sasha, you can find me on Facebook with Brujeria 101. And you can all find me on Instagram as Brujeria101S. Because <laughs> somebody had the 101. And I also have Brujeria101.com. And there we'll have like um, response buttons that you can push to Amazing. book like palm readings or nail charts and stuff like that. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. 